Howdy, my friends, and welcome once again to the Run of the Mills podcast. We are in our outdoor studios today. So if you hear the crinkling of the grass and the leaves and the blowing of the breeze, well, that's because I'm outside enjoying the beautiful day. Um, and also it's noisy in my usual studio, also known as my house. So, hey, uh, we are in Matthew chapter 15, and we've been reading about an accusation that the Pharisees and scribes are making against Jesus and his disciples. So we're going to read what we read last time because we didn't get very far, and then we'll keep going and talk about some more stuff. It says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. So again, they are uh, they're picking on Jesus' disciples for not following the tradition of the elders, right? Now, this is one of those things, again, I talked about this a while ago, that there are churches today, there are denominations today who, and, well, and, and semi-religious or pseudo, pseudo-Christian pseudo groups that they will tell you straight out that tradition, the tradition of the church is equal to Scripture. Right, is the Bible is inspired, but also the, the the traditions of the church, the teachings of the church are also inspired, and we can see quite clearly here what Jesus is talking about. When they come to him and they say, "Your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders," well, guess what? Just just because it's a tradition doesn't make it doesn't mean it's right. A lot of times, there's traditions that we practice that have come out of just strange uh, attempts to avoid sin. I mean, I've, I've heard all kinds of strange things over the years where, where people said, well, you know, we, you can't do, you can't do this, even though the Bible doesn't say to, and you're like, well, if the Bible doesn't say, well, why do you care? Well, because then you might, if you do that, then you might, if you do A, then you might be led to do B. And if you led to do B, then you might end up doing C. And if you do C, well, that would be bad. And like, well, they, that's a pretty long stretch to get from one to the other, but that's, um, that's oftentimes the way it goes. Uh, the traditions are built from these uh, these attempts by you know by religious people or church leaders to keep other people from sinning. You know, it's like, well, you should never play cards. Well, why shouldn't you play cards? Well, because if you play cards, you might want to gamble, and gambling would be a, you'd be a bad um, steward of of the money God has entrusted to you. So you can't have cards. Well, what if I'm playing Crazy Eights? Nope, because you might use those cards to do gambling. Well, I've even heard it going so far as you can't have a card table. Because if you have a card table, then you might be led to play cards. If you play cards, you might gamble, and that would make you a bad steward. So all that to say, um, just because something is a tradition, something is something that people have taught, we need to go back and test it according to the Scripture. And so here they come, and they say to Jesus, you know, your disciples are not washing their hands with a proper traditional ceremonial manner. And Jesus answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? So right, they come at him saying, ah, you are transgressing the tradition. And he's going, yeah, but in order to keep your tradition, you're transgressing the commandment of God. So what's better? Is it better for me to to transgress tradition of men? Or is it better to transgress the uh, commandment of God? Well, I'm going to say that any time it comes to choosing men over God, you've made a big mistake. So he goes on and he says, for God commanded, right? Because he's going to explain to them what the accusation he's making. He 
doesn't just make an accusation, but he goes on. He says, for God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. So the tradition was was that you could um, take your wealth, your whatever you have, and you say, well, look, my parents are getting older. I'm going to have to support them. I don't want to support them. But, you know, biblically speaking, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to honor my parents. And and so instead, what I'm going to do is whatever uh, whatever money I might have that I could use to support my parents, instead, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this is a gift to God. This money is dedicated to God. And so then when your parents say, hey, um, we're, we don't have enough money to live off, you go, ah, oh, I wish I could get, I don't have any money. I have nothing to give you. Well, why don't I have anything to give you? Well, because I've given it all to God. The problem was they didn't give it to God like actually giving it to him. They just, they just said that they gave it to him. They said, oh, it's dedicated to him. It's like they stuck a plaque on their savings account and said, this money is dedicated to God. And yet they would still use it. And so that was the tradition. The tradition was a way to get around the actual teaching of Scripture. And this is one of those things, again, we have to pay attention to. Because this is a little something that I don't know if I've said this many times on the Run of the Mills podcast. But something I used to say a lot when I was preaching. Whenever you read the Bible and you see somebody do something and you go, oh my gosh, that is so stupid. Oh my gosh, what a moron. Oh my gosh, how would they how could they do that and actually like think that they were fooling anybody? Well, anytime you you think when you're reading the Bible, what an idiot or what a moron, stop right there because there's an excellent possibility you do the same thing. How would I how can I say that? Well, because it's true for me too. You know, when I when I see these things and I go, "Oh my gosh. What kind of manipulation is that? Oh, this is dedicated to the Lord, so I can't give it to you." but I'm going to go buy myself some stuff with it. You know, who would do such a thing? And yet we do these types of things. We, we, uh, we, uh, justify sinful behavior. We justify, um, our selfishness. We, we justify those things in, in all sorts of ways. I mean, I don't know what you do. I don't, and I've taught my head. I can't think of what I do, but I know I do it. I know I justify my behavior plenty of times. Um, you know, come up with these excuses. I mean, I've heard all kinds of crazy excuses for people not doing simple things. For example, my favorites. My favorites are when you talk to somebody who's going through difficulties in life and you say to them, are you spending time in the word? Are you spending time in God's word? And they say things like, well, I'm not much of a reader. What, what does that even mean? I'm not much of a reader. You mean you can't read? No, I just really don't enjoy reading. I'm not a big reader. That's a lame excuse. That's like getting pulled over by the police and the cops saying, hey, you ran the stop sign back there. Oh, well, I'm not much of a reader. Hey, you filled out the tax, you filled out your tax forms all wrong and now you owe the government a lot of money. Oh, no, no, no. It's, I, I'm, well, I'm not much of a reader. No, you've, it doesn't matter if you're not much of a reader. 
You know, in fact, you might be better off being not much of a reader because if you're not much of a reader, if you're not a good reader, chances are you're going to read more slowly and more carefully. And here's the beautiful thing. You can get the Bible on tape, on CD, on MP3. You can listen to the Bible on YouTube. You can listen to the Bible on your Roku. There's all sorts of ways to listen and hear God's word if you're not much of a reader. You know, people say things like, uh, you know, hey, are you, you know, they'll say, are you reading your Bible? Spend time in God's word. Well, I try to read my Bible. Wait, what? Wait, what? How, how do you try? You either do it or you don't. It's not a try thing. You don't run around naked all day long and people say, hey, why are you naked? Well, I try to get dressed. I try to wear clothes, but, you know, I try. No, you, you don't. It's just justifying. It's just justifying behavior. And so that's the thing that we do this. And so we need to be careful when we see these things in the Bible, when we see the Pharisees and the Sadducees make these statements. We got to pay attention and go like, wait a minute, how am I doing that? How, the people at that time were, were justifying their greed and they were throwing a, they were throwing a spiritual, uh, a spiritual blanket over their greed to say like, oh no, my greed's not greed. It's spiritual. And I've seen people do this. I've seen youth group kids do this that didn't want to participate in games and instead say, hey, well, you guys are playing the game. I'm just going to be over here reading the Bible. Like, no, you're going to participate in the game. Well, no, I'm going to read the Bible and said, no, you're going to participate in the game because that's what we're doing. Are you telling me not to read my Bible? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you, not to read your Bible. I can't believe a youth pastor telling me not to read my Bible. Well, yeah, because you're being, uh, you're being rebellious, you know, when your parent says, go do your homework and you're like, well... You go upstairs and you're like, I don't want to do, do, do my homework. So I'm just going to read my Bible. And then when your parents come in, why aren't you doing your homework? Well, I'm reading the Bible right now. Uh, do your homework. Are you telling me you don't want me to read the Bible? I don't want you to do something in disobedience that you think is good so it covers it up. Like, oh, I'm being rebellious against what the rest of our youth group is doing during this the schedule of time. I'm being rebellious against my parents and not doing what they asked me to do, but I'm going to throw a spiritual blanket over it so they can't say anything. You know, people do that kind of stuff, and we do it as adults. We do those kind of things. We make all sorts of excuses for not giving, not attending, not helping, not serving. Um, I know I do, and I'm sure I have lots of good reasons, um, but it's one of those things we need to examine our hearts and say, God, show me if I'm being, if I'm being like these guys. Heaven forbid that we're like those guys. But we probably are. So, hey, don't be afraid to look. Don't be afraid to look under that spiritual cover and see what's under it.